What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Quiet Part Loud podcast. This is episode 132. My guest today is a U.S. Marine. I spoke to him from the Army base that he's deployed at in the Middle East. And the reason that I wanted to have him on the show was because I stumbled across his YouTube channel when I was looking for some home workout inspiration, how to stay fit and active during all of this COVID lockdown nonsense that we're going through. And what I discovered was a guy that has a different mindset, a different level of discipline than most. And that really interested me to dig a little deeper and find out more about his background and you know what led him to the military in the first place, what he plans to do afterwards. And we had a great conversation. We talked about music and movies and him growing up in New York as a Russian immigrant. And it was just a phenomenal conversation. And he's a fantastic guy. If you haven't seen his stuff, you definitely need to check it out. So without further ado, please welcome Art Iron Wolf. Schwarzberg. Shut up and sit down. Good stuff. How you doing, Art? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me here. And thank you for reaching out. You're my- uh, actually my first podcast. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged, mate, because um, I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, I found you about a month ago now, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but I've just been I've just been I've been on it with you since it's, uh, it's like finding a diamond out there in the rough. And I'm just like, Oh, let me grab that we got we got we got something here. Um, so I appreciate your time. And, and, and thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So you're, um, you're actively, obviously, you're deployed right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently uh, overseas uh, right now in the Middle East. Um, I'm an active duty Marine. I have uh, been serving in the Marine Corps for uh, 14 years now. Yeah. And what is your exact role in the Marines? So I'm a, I'm a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps. And okay. um, I work for... Um, which, which is called uh, communication strategy and, and object, object, uh, communication uh, sh- strategy and operations. Okay. And what, what, we, what it is like, it's like strategic, uh, it's like strategic messaging and strategic communication and um, like shaping, shaping the narrative uh, for the Marine Corps in uh, garrison and as well as in combat operations. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So pretty in depth, pretty uh, comprehensive role. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we hit a lot of uh, we hit a lot of things with uh, internal communication, external communication. Um, work work a lot with uh, intelligence, uh, public affairs, as well as uh, we do uh, combat documentation on the battlefield as well. Oh wow! Okay, and you said you've been in for fourteen years. Yes. What what made you join? So, actually, how I joined. Uh, it's funny. So to give, kind of give you a backstory, I was a kid um, growing up in Brooklyn. I came to uh, the United States from Russia. My family is Russian immigrants. Yes. So as, as a kid growing up in Brooklyn, I wasn't um, doing the right thing. I was a troublemaker and running around with the wrong crowd. And my life wasn't going to the right um, direction. Okay. Um, I dropped, actually, um, I got kicked out of high school. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I got I got kicked out of high school, went and got my uh, GED diploma, and then I started um, 
one semester in community college. I was 21. And I was just thinking to myself, and I, I do not see myself doing something like this. I don't want a desk job. I had no interest in school, really. Sure. And, I, and I just started looking up um, how, to, how to travel, uh, job, jobs that take you away. And then I've seen like military and then I seen the military branches and the Marines stood out for me. I read about the Marines. I thought, you know, I liked, I liked what they were about. I liked uh, the challenge. So I just walked into the recruiter's office and said, <laughs> sign me up. When, when can I leave the fastest? And he's like, I could get you into boot camp in two weeks. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Really? Yeah. So straight yeah, so- from in the door and then out again. It was two weeks. It was two weeks. And actually, uh, in May, May 2nd marked my 14-year mark since uh, I left New York and I went to uh, Paris Island, South Carolina to Marine Recruit Training. And yeah, it's, it's been 14 years. It, it happened just like that. I just, I just made a decision. You know, I just kind of acted, acted on my gut and I walked yep. in. It's like, I'm ready to go. I don't care what. Um, I'm committed. And it was kinda, it's kind of one of those things where there was no plan B. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like plan plan A had to work because I didn't have a plan B. So I was all in and it was actually one of the most uh, confident confident decisions I've made in my life to date. And it was like spur of the moment and I had no, no regrets and I and I felt like hey, this is the right decision and nobody could talk me out of this and I didn't even tell anybody. I really? told my mom actually I told my parents actually I waited a week because I didn't want to deal with the like the questions. So it was about <laughs> it was a week out from me leaving to boot camp. And I, and I told my mother and she's like, she, she thought I was joking. Did and I was she? like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm about to leave. So it's like, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's it fantastic. A, it was a great surprise. Yeah, it was a great surprise uh, for, how, for everybody. How did they take it? I mean, they were, they were shocked, but I was always the one in the family to kind of go against the grain. Sure. Um, I, I come from a very, uh, very good, like hardworking family with good morals. And, you know, they're, they're very like straight and narrow and they do things yeah. like the right way. Um, they don't take a lot of risks. They're just sure. like very good, hardworking and they play it safe. And I've yeah. always been kind of like the opposite. I've been, I've been the one like to get in trouble. I've been the one. Playing the edges go, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just went out of bounds all the time. And my father said, I'm not surprised. He said, you've always been like different. So he's like, he just told me, he told me good luck. And he said that now you committed that you don't have a choice. That's, I remember him telling me that. He said, you, you gotta go. And he said, failure is not an option. Don't come back. I said, you can only come back as a United States Marine. And I remember him telling me that. <laughs> he, I remember, he said, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you accountable for your yeah. actions now. You know, you said you, you know, you rogered up and you raised your right hand and you, you took an oath. And now as a man, you've got to uphold that oath and you've got to do honorable service. So I remember him having that serious conversation with me and it resonated with me. You know, now there's people relying on me as well back of home. Course. So that's a different feeling when, you know, you don't want to let people down. If you let yourself down, you're the one that has to live with it. But now, you know, you're like your loved ones and your family, they're relying on you and they're rooting for you. You don't want to let people down. So that's a great motivator as, as well. Yeah, that definitely. Supports it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a different level, right? Of responsibility. 
it's it's okay to kind of fuck around yourself but you know when there's a crew involved it's uh it's a little bit more serious so um how long so you've been in for 14 years you're on deployment now what what's yeah. the length of like a what's the deployment like like how long are you out there for before say you get like a break to come back so deployments last between seven to nine months okay R roughly they could last uh, longer um if if you're uh, if you're in a combat zone then that's usually between seven to nine months now you have other deployments um and you do training exercises and those could last uh, those are six months and, and under but for these ones uh, specifically, they're, they're about seven to nine months, uh, like, like I said. So this is my uh, third deployment to a combat zone. Okay. Um, I had two previous combat tours to Afghanistan. I was wow. with uh, 1st Battalion, 5th Marines, and then 3rd Battalion, 5th uh, Marines. And actually, I, I worked with uh, the Royal British uh, Commandos in Sangin in 2010. Yeah, oh, we, fantastic. We, yeah, those those guys were very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you um you you talked about sort of coming over from Russia with the family. You were what seven years old when you came over, or something like that. I think I read. Yeah, yeah, I was I was I just turned seven when when I came here. Um, I don't remember much about my life in Russia. So people when people usually ask me where I'm from, I say I'm from Brooklyn because sure. that's where I grew up. And that's where uh, my memories are. I, I, I still, you know, uphold, uh, you know, Russian traditions and heritage. And um, I speak Russian with my parents and I understand Russian. Oh, nice. But, you know, my, my heart, my heart is in the U.S. You know, I, I serve in the United States military and I, and I grew up in New York. I love New York. I'm a hardcore, like, New Yorker. Oh, we're going to get into that. I love it. I, lo <laughs> I love New York. <laughs> I, I miss it. That's, that's where I want to go back when I retire from military nice yeah 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 um so do you think coming over from russia at such a young age and then kind of going into school and having to i guess assimilate to you know new culture new surroundings all of that do you think that, that part of that assimilations that peer pressure or anything like that was was why you kind of self you found yourself kind of navigating a different path because it sounds like your family, they're very cut and dry. You play on sort of the, the perimeters of things. Do you think any of that had to do with, you know, kind of fitting in, trying to trying to fit in as a youngster? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I remember, um, like, those first days of school, walking into an American school and not understanding anything they were saying. So there was kind of, like, that fear. And, you know, I, I was dressing differently because my parents didn't have money. So my clothes were still from, from Russia. So everybody gave me, like, weird looks. And... You, you, could, you could just you could just tell and, and kids are mean you know ruthless <laughs> ruthless kids are kids, kids are savages so For i sure. got picked apart and I, and i already i didn't understand what they were saying but i knew they were already talking about me so i always felt like i had to stand up for myself and um because because i was also a little and scrawny kid growing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was a scrawny little russian kid makes um, it easier for him doesn't it yeah, yeah, and I, I always felt like I had to stand up for myself, and I had to prove myself, and I just, I, I felt like I had to be uh, different, and at the same time, I still wanted to uh, fit in. Of course. And, and have people like me, and that's why I started uh, hanging out with people, and I, and I, and I was, the, and I was the kid that would do, like, the, the stupid shit, like, and while the others watched, be like, hey, um, climb over that fence, or like, hey, can you, you know, get to the top of that building. That? 
yeah, or throw throw a rock through that window, and I'll be the one to do it to get to get acceptance from people. I say I'll do it. I don't care, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, he's the man. Like he'll do it. It's just in, in a lot of acceptance, and that that went from just trying to fit in all the time because I always felt like an outsider in a way because I, you know, I wasn't really American. Yep. And then um, the when I started hanging out with Russian kids. They came over uh, when they were teenagers when I met them. So I I wasn't fully in the Russian culture because I didn't really know much about the Russian culture because I didn't grow up there. So I was always kind of in, in that limbo. Yeah. I, I never really fit in. But a lot of times I, I like just being by myself and doing my own thing. Uh, and I kind of felt always comfortable by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went through a very similar thing because even though I'm back in London now, I was born in England, but I actually moved to Canada at the same age you moved to the US. And that's why I asked, because I found myself doing the same kind of stupid shit to fit in. And I wasn't, I was, I was English, but only because I was from here and I had the accent. But other than that, I was just trying to fit in with what Canadian and US culture was, right? And, And so I found myself being the guy that would do the same sort of thing like oh if there's a dare to be done i'll be the one to do it you know that sort of thing so i totally get it i just i wanted to ask because i thought there's some parallels there between the stuff that i went through myself and and what it sounded like you did as well so that's that's really interesting to hear and obviously from brooklyn i think i heard you say in one of your q a's that you're actually from sunset park yeah yeah i grew up in uh, sunset park and at the time it was a mixed uh neighborhood and it had a pretty high level of crime, um, a lot of, of violence and um, a lot of like drugs in that area. Yeah. It was just a high crime rate, especially um, we came over in 90, in 92. Okay. So it was still the early 90s. And I mean, that, that area has changed a lot now and it's cleaned up. But Now it's sought after. Yeah. You know, but. And I. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then we moved from uh, Sunset Park and then uh, uh, Bensonhurst and then lived a little um, in Bay Ridge and then parts of uh, Coney Island. Okay. But just okay. bouncing around, but bouncing around uh, South, South Brooklyn. And, you know, at that time, if you wanted to find trouble, you were going to find it. It wasn't yeah. like hard. It was hard. And, and, I, and it was the times where kids played outside most of the time. It wasn't like, you know, now with like social media and video games. It was latch door keys, right? It was latch door parenting, right? It was just like, just like, like being my, being in, in kind of earshot of my voice and I'll call you when dinner's ready. Well, my parents, my parents were immigrants, so they worked long hours. So oh, I, would, sure. I would come, I would come home after school and I'll be the only one home for a while till they got, like, sometimes they wouldn't be home till like 9 p.m. My, my mother was working and then she was going to school to be, uh, to be a nurse. So she was right. doubling up on that stuff because she had to make something of herself and she was learning English and my dad was going to night school to learn English. So they were always grinding. So I was kind of left to my own vices and I didn't want to be home. So I just walk around and started, yeah. you know, meeting people, <laughs> meeting people. And I remember as a kid riding the subway from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Now, now it would be unheard of for a kid to ride the subway by himself. Somebody would like call like the cops. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get social services on you. Yeah, but we we would ride the subway and we would hang out in Manhattan. <laughs> so it was a different <laughs> time back then. Yeah, for and sure. It wasn't that it wasn't that long ago either. Not that I think about it. I mean, I'm not that old. I'm 35. 
But. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the reason I brought up Sunset Park is because obviously part of my assimilation when I was growing up, I was in all that like kind of urban culture and I, I got myself like associated with all that. And Sunset Park was actually one of my favorite movies like at that period of time. Bumble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bumble, yeah. yeah, shorty doo-wop <laughs> and Drano, mate. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so you, so I can take I can take it as a given that you're a Knicks fan. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. All right, cool. So let me ask you, what kind of what kind of viewing uh, opportunities for like television, Netflix and stuff do you guys have? Here? Do you guys, yeah, do you guys get that there? Yeah, so right now I'm talking uh, talking from Wi-Fi. Okay. So we have we have uh, we have Wi-Fi in areas and and then they also have like uh, it's called a welfare morale center. It's okay. an area where you could like connect to Wi-Fi and you could um, call or like email and like have communication like with the outside world. So I do try to watch Netflix, but honestly, I haven't been watching um, a lot. I like to okay. read at night. And what do you read? Oh. Like I read articles on on sports, like performance. Sure. Um, some sometimes I just like reading uh, reports from battles, like World War Two. Yeah, because you're a history guy, right? You're you're a military history guy. Yeah, yeah, I love I love military history. I love especially World War World War Two history. That's so fascinating to me. Like that that period of time. Yeah, for sure. Where, where everybody just picked up, like like countries just picked up and went to war. It, it, yeah. It's just so fascinating to me that like the selflessness and how, 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 uh, just, uh, the, the value of the small things automatically goes up. Like you forget about everything when you're in that kind of mode, nothing really matters. And, it's and true. I just love reading. Like, yeah. I, I love reading like memoirs, mm. like letters home. It, it's so fascinating to me, like how, how a person, and it doesn't matter what country they're from how a soldier felt at that time being like at the depths of hell and he's writing home and he doesn't know. And, and you don't know if he died after writing that letter. You just don't know. It's just letters. Like, it's just memories there in the ether, right? Yeah. It's just memories and, and emotions. And a lot of the stuff um, we could relate to just. Oh, it's totally unknown. applicable still. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of stuff I like. And then a lot of times I spend uh, now answering, comments or questions <laughs> yeah you're online you're you're an influencer now i hate to use the word i know it's such a terrible word to use but you know you're getting there now yeah and i kind of feel responsible i know people are reaching out and they have questions and, and i know how it feels not to know and you just don't know where to start and it's just somebody to kind of lay that first brick for you to kind of start you know hey the only questions i don't answer is when people ask me can you write me a workout plan um, I, I can't. No, I'm the, the time or the inclination to do either. <laughs> yeah, or, or I don't even know like how old you are, or, like what's your body type, what's exactly. your, you know, it's just kind of like these random questions. Hey, Iron Wolf, can you write me a workout plan? Um, and <laughs> Have you not seen kind of the channel? <laughs> Have you not seen the YouTube channel? There's hundreds of them. Come on. Yeah, so that, those are the ones that I kind of, you know, avoid. But for the most part, somebody asks me questions, I try to answer them to the best of my ability. Mm. Okay. That so takes I, a lot of time, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet it does. I see how many Instagram stories that you share every day, and that alone seems like a full-time job. I'm like, how the hell can he knock out 500 Navy SEALs when he's got all this other stuff that he's doing as well? 
Um, but the, uh, the 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 reason I asked about the Knicks um, was because I've been watching The Last Dance with Jordan, uh, the Jordan documentary. Have you seen it? Any of it? I've seen a couple of um, episodes. And, you know, I, I love Michael Jordan growing up, even though he would destroy the Knicks. Yeah, you went through the heart, heartache and uh, and the pain during the 90s, right? Yeah, I mean, I was I was a hardcore uh, Knicks fan. I had I had a Patrick Ewing's jersey, even though it was a, it was a knockoff. It, it just had it just had the number thirty three. It was just a knockoff, really bad jersey, but we'll rock that thing with pride. Hell yeah! Yeah, Patrick Patrick Ewing and John Starks. That was a uh, that was a good era. The nineties were era. the nineties were a beast there, and I, I just think of all the glory, and it just rekindles it watching this documentary. I'm like the Knicks would have been, I mean, they already were a dynasty, but they would have been a championship dynasty if it wasn't for one guy. Like, it's just insane. You know, it's, uh, it's nuts. Oh, that's, that's cool that you're watching it. I'm up to, I'm up to date with it. And it gets, it gets pretty hardcore. You realize what a, an atypical kind of personality Jordan is really, and what it takes to be on that level. It, it, it is. And that's kind of like the, you know, burden to bear to be playing on that level and, and excellence. 100%. And he knew what he was doing. And in the end, in the end, he got results and he got what the dynasty wanted him and, and he delivered what the fans wanted. 100%. So, so sometimes it's hard to separate, you know, we look at athletes as, you know, sometimes we think like they're role models and sometimes we just have to look at them as being somebody that knows how to play the sport and, yeah. and being good at the sport. And that's it because that's their job. A, t a talent doesn't automatically make you, you know, a martyr for everybody's like social woes and, and that you're supposed to be the flag bearer of everything that's good and holy, just because you can, you know, just because you can put a ball through a hoop. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's, they're, they're two separate things, but again, you know, one sort of comes with the other because of the spotlight, but they say if Jordan would have been playing now with social media and with the way the news is, it would have been a completely different story in terms of how his career yeah. might have gone, you know? So it's just really interesting. So um, just on the Brooklyn thing, I can also I can also take it as a given that Biggie, Jay-Z, Wu-Tang, yep. Nas, that, that's your bag, yeah? Yeah, uh, I, I love I love old school hip-hop. Uh, Biggie and Wu-Tang Clan are my favorite. Nice. Love it. Um, I, li I, I listen to it when I work out on my own. Um, it just brings back memories as a kid. Hip hop was so big in in New York City at that time, and especially in the '90s, it, it, it was just it was just everything. The culture, everything. the vibe, every, and everybody listened to it. And it, and I also love the Beastie Boys. Fair enough. You know they 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 represented New York very hard. Yes, very they did. hard. Yeah, they did. Brooklyn. For sure. Brooklyn. So everybody thought the Beastie Boys were the coolest when I was. We all we all wanted to be like the Beastie Boys. We all wanted to dress like them. Everybody. They were cool. They were just cool, and the, you know, they and they were different because they were four Jewish white dudes from Brooklyn that could rap. Yeah. It was great, you know, and <laughs> they went hard. It was and they, awesome. And they had a different sound. It was new. They mixed like rock, and it was. It was I think great. about it. I think about it similar to like when I hear a Wu-Tang beat drop, you kind of know when the Beastie Boys are on, even before you hear like the lyrics and stuff, you're like, they just got that thing about them. 
You know what I mean? It's just that feeling about them. But uh, yeah, that's, that's so cool, man. I, we were basically mirroring each other in culture, but you were living in it and I was living in Canada. <laughs> so, tell, so tell me about, so tell me about Iron Wolf Fitness, right? So first, where did Iron Wolf come from? So, so Iron Wolf came from, uh, my Marines used to call me Iron Man because now I train, they'd be like, this guy's like, like Iron Man. Like he's like, literally doesn't get tired, which I, I do, you know, there's like stigma that I, I get tired. I'm, 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 I'm just a regular dude. I don't yeah, claim right. anything. I've seen the video, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but they're like, he, he's like Iron Man, Iron Man. And then, um, I always liked the animal, the wolf. It always appealed to me because a wolf can operate on its own, like the lone wolf, and it's not afraid, but it always has the wolf pack behind him. Mm. So it can, it can always uh, rely. So he's alone, but he's never really alone yes. because he could go to the pack and then the pack can hunt together. So I kind of like that relation. Yeah, you could be on your own. Yeah, but you also got somebody always watching your back. And that kind of comes like from, from the Marines. For sure. You know, like, Teamwork and camaraderie. So if I gotta operate by myself, I can, and I and I'm not afraid to, to go and take care of business by myself. But I always know I have the backing of my guys with me. So I added the name uh, Wolf to it because I was thinking of like a good YouTube name, mm -hmm. and I figured. So I took Iron from Iron Man. I said I am, yeah, and then Wolf. So I put that together, and and I also saw a really good quote that I liked, and it said. Um, the lion, the lion and the tiger might be more powerful, but the wolf does not perform in the circus. <laughs> that's great. I like that. And I loved it. I said, this is, that's exactly what I'm looking for because I'm, I'm not a fancy guy. I'm not a frills guy. I'm, you know, my, my philosophy to everything is just through hard work and dedication yep. and to be transparent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to promote something that's, um, that, that's that not reachable and tangible or anything fancy or confusing to people. I say, you want, you want to get results. You got to train hard. You got to do high reps. It's going to suck. It's not fun. There's no, there's no shortcuts. I'm not going to give you the answer that you want. There's no special magic pill or uh, a hack code. You got, you got to do it for years and you got to do it consistent. Yep. And it's, and it's going to suck. And, th and that is the philosophy. It's through hard work and discipline and consistency where you're going to get your results. You have to suffer. Yeah. I, I, you got you to gotta, you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Absolutely right. So, so what's the mission with all of this? What, what, what was the point? What, what, why did you do it? I did it because a friend told me or well, he, he asked me to, to start a YouTube page and he's been actually asking me for years okay because you know he we, we've known each other for oof, for about 11 years or so we served in Afghanistan together okay and he's a he's a real close friend of mine and he knows me really well and he's been telling me for a while he's like hey listen you should start a YouTube page because you know, the way you train is unique and people might benefit from it. He said, you train anyways, just record it. Mm. It's, he said, you're not doing anything extra. Just press record and do your routines, introduce yourself, talk to the camera. And I don't like being in front of the camera, to be honest. I don't. I feel awkward. I don't know what to do. I'd rather just, I train out. I hate gyms. I'd rather just train outside by myself. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Like, 
I don't want to look at anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to do my reps and leave. I'm the same and, way. And I'm exactly the yeah, same I, way. I'm not on my phone texting. I'm not like taking selfies in the mirror. I'm Hell not no. socializing or checking girls out. That, that's, that's not, that's what I'm all about the business when I train. hundred percent. And I've been actually glad that the, that the gym's been closed down over here because of this COVID thing, because it's given me a chance just to get back to what I like to do, which is just pop the headphones in, put the timer on and just go. Yeah. Uh, and and you've been a massive, you've been a massive help with that, mate. So I, I appreciate finding you for sure. Um, so the mission is building community. You seem like a very, like, you just want to help people now. Like that's kind of the ethos is like, you just want to build like community and help people. Right. But you've also, that obviously comes from your past, but also the kind of the military and, and what that's instilled in you as a, as an ethos. But you've also got a very kind of straight down the line, which is one of the things I like most about the content that you put out is, is basically don't bitch, don't moan, just, just get on with it do it regularly yeah. and so it's not so much that you have you know criteria for what this community is other than sort of a mindset entrance fee and yeah. that's and that's that, that's a really really refreshing thing because a lot of people get dissuaded by that but when somebody just says nobody gives a fuck what you're doing nobody gives a fuck what you've got to complain about either you're going to do this or you're not going to do it and if you want to do it come along with the journey yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. Follow, follow me, and I'll. I'm not gonna change how I do business. So can, to kind of to kind of rewind and get back to your original question, like you know, how did, what's the point, and how did this start? Yeah. There was no point. You yeah. know, I I did not have a vision when I started making these videos. It only I only became I only started feeling responsible when I got such a big uh, following, mm. bigger following, and 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 uh, and feedback from people. And people are messaging me saying, you know, you inspire me, you help me get in shape. Like there's people saying like now, you know, I'm, I'm training for the military to join from different countries. Like you helped me so much. Jesus. Um, I was, I was depressed, uh, but you know, watching your videos helped me start training, you know, and it's just like, and it's just an influx of, you know, positivity from people. So then, then I started changing. All right, let me, um, let me kind of, um, get a direction and let yeah. me get a like a like a blueprint or a vision for what I want to do and let me start um talking a little bit to the people and that's when I started putting in the Q&A videos and and showing like some of the warm-ups and the stretches that I do to kind of to kind of educate people a little bit more because I could have just continued to get in front of the camera and crank out burpees and not say a word which I would have been fine with that too but I want I want to I want to help people because I think you should be transparent with people. I'm not selling this advice. Yes. I was like, let me let me show you what I do. You could do it and try it, and if it's gonna work for you, awesome. Continue doing it and pass it on to somebody else and make somebody else better. Help whatever in your sphere of influence in your, yes. in your circle. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Just don't be a douchebag about it. You know. Good comments. I saw I saw one of your Q and A's, and it was it was hilarious to me because one of the guys I think he kept saying, "Oh, I'll beat you in a three mile run." I think that was like yeah. the extent of what he was saying. And you're just like, dude, come over and just like do these do these Navy Seals with me, and then we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? What's a three mile run in the yeah. grand scheme of things? But I love the fact that you're super transparent 
and super upfront with people. And, and that's refreshing because, you know, you get these IG superstars and these like wannabe influencers or these people that post like a 12 second video of them doing, you know, one move, like really slow and really, you know what I mean? And it's just not, it, it, it's superficial. There's nothing, there's nothing deep there. There's nothing, you can't really, I don't know, you can't buy into that. You know, at least I can't anyways. And that's the thing I was like, I'm like, who is this psycho that's putting two hour videos up on YouTube? I'm like, no, I, I questioned that. I was like, there's no way in hell he's doing this for two. So then I, I like, you know, I'm sitting in my living room. I'm like, let me just fast forward. And then sure enough, an hour 23 in, and that rep looks exactly like the very first one. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? So it's like, it's, it's just a breath of fresh air to see a personality like you gain that traction and gain that kind of that influence status because you are actually helping people in a positive way. And that's a few and far between thing when it comes to these social media types. I don't know if you got any thoughts on that, but I just want to kind of vent on that. So I, I've seen some social media and, and I don't click through a lot of sites, but I, I've seen like the flashy videos and like the hard cuts and the jump edits and like the shaky, the shaky. And to me, that's silly. Like what, what are you trying to prove? I could get a guy from the street and edit a video and make him look like a superstar. He's going to do a pull-up and he's going to do a push-up and like make some like EDM and hard cuts. And yeah, this guy looks like a calisthenics master. And I would, I just want to, I just want to be transparent. Hey, I'm going to do a two hour workout. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> like, like it's going to suck. And you're going to see the progression of like, you know, starting out fresh and how it looks, but this is how real training routines work. I'm going to put myself out there. And you could, you know, people could like it or not, and you could, and you could comment, but I have, I have nothing to lose, and I'm not, and I'm not ashamed no. of, uh, of, of, of looking, you know, of, of hurting, you know, it, it's, 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 it's all, it's all hard, but, 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 but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do exactly what I said. If I'm gonna do 500 Navy Seals or 500 X amount of burpees, I'm gonna show you how, how it looks like. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to do it in good form, and I'm gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through it. And then when you watch it, you say, man, if this guy could do it, I'm pretty sure I could do it. <laughs> or, or maybe set a goal in. Yeah, that, that's more realistic. That's more realistic. Because I was like, oh, let, 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 me give this, let me give this a crack. Let me, uh, you know, because I think myself a pretty in-shape guy. And, uh, you know, I like to work out quite a bit and, and all of that. But it was very clear within about three or four minutes that there are levels to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you got yeah. eased into it. Yeah, and that that's another thing that I wanted to uh, address if uh, if we want to go in that direction for for a lot of uh, the be beginners that people come in and they'll be like and I see these comments oh okay I'm gonna do this every day and I'm like no 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 I I never I never said that uh, you you know you gotta you gotta approach uh, training smart with the philosophy there there's a difference between being hardcore and and motivated and committed. And just being plain dumb and, un and uneducated, and going from you know if you never bench before, you're not gonna put four plates on on the bar, <laughs> and and try to press it. You're saying like, oh, I've seen this, I, I can do it. Yeah. And then it goes it goes the same with the high rep burpee routines. If you've never done more than 100 burpees in your life, you're not gonna do 500 Navy Seals. It just ain't happening. You're you're punching way above your your, your weight class. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. And you're going to end up on Instagram on a completely different feed. I think it's called IG gym fails or something like that, where you're going to have a bar sitting across your neck 
or you're going to be, you know, you're going to blow your shoulder out of place or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's a yeah. Really, really good point. Yeah. And people don't, and that people, I don't think people understand that I've been doing this for a long time and consistently. Yeah. So if, if, yeah, if you want to do this, start and commit to it, but do it, do it at your own level and stop comparing yourself to other, other people. You know, the only people, like I said, the only person you should be worried about is your yesterday self. Yeah. Try to improve, try to improve yourself. I don't, co I don't compare myself to, uh, to anybody. I don't, I don't watch a lot of videos of other people. Um, sometimes I'll look and I got a, um, like, a, I give a shout out to Burpees King. Oh yeah. Um, we trained together in San Diego. Um, man, that guy, that guy is great. I, I always say he has the best uh, burpees form in the game. So smooth. That guy, he's he's built for burpees. He's built for burpees. He and he's and he's great. And I like to watch his videos. I'm a fan of Burpees King. Yeah. Trained together. I'm a, I'm a fan of him. I, I'll say it right now, he's he's a he's a burpees master. I'm talking about burpees master. Somebody that done thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of training. That that's what makes that's what makes a master. Whoa. You gotta you gotta hit a master. That's right, and it's mastery level. It's it's Gladwell stuff, right? It's what Gladwell talks about: mastery and the outliers and people who put the time in, and you know the ten thousand hour rule and, and and all of that. And you gotta appreciate you gotta appreciate skill. You gotta appreciate consistency and and discipline where you can find it in this world, you know. And uh, and, and I'm a fan of his as well, for sure. He's a, he's a, he's a monster. So you were talking about kind of starting out and how you should kind of progress up. And at the end of the day, this is about consistency, right? But you talk about discipline and the two are not mutually exclusive. Can you just speak on kind of your ethos around discipline and kind of motivation, consistency, and and, and how that all pays off and, and what that looks like? Because I heard you say that the goal here is to become, what was it, fatigue resistant? Yep, fatigue resistant. Absolutely yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. So, so talk about discipline because discipline is the only way you get to that point, right? Yeah. So I think discipline and consistency they're 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 very close to each other because you kind of can't have one with the other. If you're not disciplined, you're not going to have uh, consistency, and if you're not consistent, then you have no discipline. Correct. Um, I think I think discipline starts with holding yourself accountable because. Because when you when you say you're gonna do something, I'm, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. And if you don't follow through with that, then you're you're not you're not disciplined. Right. You're not disciplined because something something threw you off, and you don't have that uh, commitment inside inside yourself to accomplish those goals. Yeah. And then you you also have to I, I believe for like everybody that's listening, why are those goals important to you? Why do you want to, for example, get in shape? Why do you want to get to a certain level of this and that? Those goals might not be important to you, and you might just be lying to yourself. Maybe fitness is not your thing. Yep. So, don't don't try to fake the funk. But if if you really want it, if if you really want it, and it's something that kind of eats away with you, and it's been something that's been bothering you for years, and you just don't know how how to how to do it, you just have to come to terms with what you really want to do. Is it something I want to do first? That's your first question. Yep. Well, and maybe you haven't had enough suffering in your life. Because everybody, everybody has a breaking point. When you're going to look in the mirror or you're going to look around and you're not happy with the person you are, that's going to drive you to start succeeding. Yes. 
I've, I've, I've had, en- I've had enough when, like before I joined the Marine Corps, I just had enough. I said, I wanted something better for myself. And I, I, I accepted the fact that I, w- I was a loser. I can say it. I was a loser and I wasn't going anywhere. And I, when, once I finally accepted, accepted that, I felt liberated. And I said, now I'm going to stay, I'm going to get disciplined because I don't want to hurt anymore. Mm. When you're tired of that pain, you don't have another alternative. So you start holding yourself accountable. You look in the mirror and you say, I'm going to wake up because I said so and because I'm a man and woman of my word. Absolutely. And, and if, I, if, if I lie, I'm the one that has to live with it and carry the burden. And I know. I don't care what anybody else knows. I, I know. That's right. And then when I look a person, right, and then when I look a person in the eye, I'm going to have some kind of guilt because I'm not, I'm not being like the best version of, of what I could be. And how, how, can I, how can I influence and lead others and how can I have self-leadership when I can't lead myself? It starts with leading yourself. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, and the accountability yeah. to yourself to, to be that best version that you can be. And I think what you said there about the suffering aspect of it, not, I don't think that, I think that's what people don't have enough of. People are almost too comfy and they don't need because yeah. the only, the only consistency that doesn't inc- include discipline is everything else outside of, you know, the positives of, of what discipline brings. Like you can be a consistent, lazy bastard sitting on the sofa, eating Cheetos all day. You're, you can be consistent at that, but that's not Absolutely. anywhere. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's how much suffering are you willing to deal with before you look yourself in the mirror and say, this is who I have to be accountable to. And I'm going to start doing it right now. Yeah. You just, you just have to get tired of living a certain way. And sometimes you have to just ad- admit to yourself who you are. Um, I'm, I'm lazy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking fat. I'm, um, I'm not committed. I'm, I'm a liar. I let people down. Yep. You have to just come to terms with that stuff. Why don't more people do it? I think more people do it because uh, because it's just not it's just not easy. We have a false sense of image that we project, and I'm going to touch on this real quick. Social media is a, is a huge uh, is a huge issue when people post pictures and everything and everything looks good and it looks like they have their life figured out and they're and they're happy and it's a false sense of security. I'm going to post this and that, and now people are going to think that. I'm happy or my family's happy, but it's, 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 it's a fake moment in time. Just, just that captures that moment, but it doesn't represent who you are. So once you strip that, once you strip everything down, you field strip it, who, who you are inside as a person without, without anything, would you trust yourself? Would you, would you follow yourself? It's a great, would you work for, would you work for yourself? Yeah. It's a great litmus test, right? Yeah. Are you somebody that you would have faith in, in your current state? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you a role model? Are you an influencer? Yeah. Would you follow yourself to the depths of hell? And sometimes it's, it's a hard, it's a hard question to ask. We don't want to go image to face because the answer for the majority of people is, is no, if they're being true and honest with themselves, but the, the, the struggle of admitting that and then taking the steps to correct that, it's just something that people don't tend to have the fortitude to do. And like you said about social media, that posting of 
my life is great, look how glossy and happy everyone is, gets reinforced by the mechanisms that you know keep social media going. And then you get trapped in a circle of saying, well, as long as I can just make this snippet look good, I'm okay on the outward, and I don't really have to face the demons that I really should be confronting. So it's like a really toxic cycle. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a shame, really. It's a shame. It, it, it sucks for a lot of people because, you know, if they were honest with themselves, that's the first step out of it. It's it's a it's a distraction. It's just it's just a distraction for everything, and you you get you get that fix. You yeah, get yeah, that yeah. encouragement from people, and it's it's kind of like a participation trophy of just showing up. And there you go. You're 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 great. Thanks for coming out. You know, you're the, you're as good as everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Just you just you just show up, and you get a pat on the back, and every everything's fine for that 24 hours till it's time to post again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So why why calisthenics? Because you've, you've been training for ages and presumably you haven't been a bodyweight guy your whole entire kind of fitness life. No, I, I haven't. Um, I haven't lifted weights in over 10 years, honestly. Okay. So I did I did do the the I think everybody starts off doing curls and because that's just what, you know, we know. I don't think anybody starts doing 500 Navy SEALs. I mean, it's just like, like, this looks good. Just like any other young young kid, I wanted, you know, to have muscles. And I grew up watching Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Sylvester Stallone. And those guys were jacked. So, naturally, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to look like them. So, I just started doing, like, the traditional uh, weightlifting thing. And it's not till um, I got deployed to Afghanistan in 2009. Okay. And, and um, we were in a very uh, remote area at a patrol base, and we didn't have any gym or anything. It was just, it was just nothing. It was a patrol base with Hesco barriers and sandbags fortification. So we, me, me and the Marines, we still needed a way to stay fit out there. So we scrapped some wood together. We built a pull-up bar and dip bar, and then we had our body armor. And we just started, honestly, just – training we started doing pull-ups push-ups dips with body armor lunges and squats just basic calisthenic stuff yeah and and a guy that used to lift weights those workouts smoked me like smoked me like nothing nothing like weightlifting did and i thought that i was strong at the time i was like yeah i could bench and i could deadlift but calisthenics hits you in a different kind of way it shocks it shocks your nervous system dude like you feel you feel that deep fatigue. You feel worked. Oh man! Like you're working. You're working. There's nothing pretty about it. Hundred percent. It's like, it's like you're fighting for your life. Like you've been in a fight, and you're just like shit. Like this is like I I can't stop. <laughs> I tell you what, when I when I jumped on, because I've never done a Navy SEAL before in my life until three weeks ago, right? I've done plenty of burpees. I've done plenty of mountain climbers. I've done plenty of squats, everything like that. But just putting those things together was a different thing. And doing, you know, three rounds of something, burpees or whatever, that makes you feel a certain way. And you get gassed and you feel a bit like, oh, this is different than, you know, the squat rack or, or, the, or, or the bench press or something like that. But when you've been doing, I mean, dude, I, I did it for 15 minutes the first time out. And I haven't been on the floor like that in a long, long time. And that was, and, and that, that kind of fighting for your life. I was like, 
oh, I'm in a real panic state over here. This is amazing. And then I was hooked. And I'm in it. So I, I absolutely love it. So it's born out of necessity. It was, it was born it was born out of necessity but the thing is i never looked back mm. i never looked back because i liked the results and i kind of liked that um that freedom that it gave me to train anywhere and not be reliant on the gym and also i felt i felt like the level of fitness that um calisthenics gave me um directly reflected to what i needed to be um for like military fitness Okay. I kind of like I kind of like the mobility, and I kind of like the 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 active resistance that I got it and the conditioning, and I just I just felt better. So I continued to do the calisthenics, and I completely dropped weight, and I completely dropped weight. So in a way, then the calisthenics have also helped in the career, as well. It, because it, the it has. of them is is so fitting for what you need to be ready for or able to do. It, it, it definitely it definitely helped in uh, my career. Uh, one of uh, the Marine Corps physical fitness tests. It's uh it's a three mile run, uh, max pull ups and and max sit ups. We get evaluated that, and that helps towards promotions. If you know you get a higher score, then that's looked favorably upon towards your promotion. And it's important now. You know, fit, fitness is very important in the Marine Corps. Hundred percent. I mean, I saw even, even that big fella that you did the five hundred. Um, routine with the guy i mean he looks like a giant and uh you know yeah. i was like there's no way he's lasting for an hour but you know an hour and 20 or whatever it was but yeah he, he you know he was struggling but again yeah there's levels to this thing you know there's levels to this thing it's it, it, it was just amazing to see so actually uh, me and him just worked out today we did a workout with the body armor and i'm going to be posting it in a couple of days oh right nice. this one yeah, th 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 this one, this one was a was a smoker. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were doing burpees with uh, our full kit on. <laughs> How many did you knock so, out? Oh man, close. I think close to three hundred, and it was over five hundred push-ups with the body armor. And how much does the body armor weigh? Um, this one's about thirty pounds. <laughs> 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 it, it, it got it got it got spicy for sure you know you start you start questioning why <laughs> it's, it's like it's that mentality it, it's that mentality and you know that that voice in your head that tells you to stop and you should quit or th this is this is painful but you know you just you just keep going it's it's almost like a mantra that i start telling myself just one more rep one more rep yep. And it's, and it's like setting like micro goals. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay in the moment. And for this moment, my goal is to complete one more rep, and yep. I'm gonna go down and complete it. As soon as get I get up, my next goal again is to complete one more rep. I'm not even thinking about like the 300 reps I have left because that that shit will psych you out. Oh man, yeah, that was a that was a mistake I made first. I was like, I'm gonna do a number, and I, and then I st just started thinking about that end number. And I was like, oh, this is this is ridiculous. What am I doing? It's about getting down and getting back up again and just counting them and just just one after another after another. That's all you can do with this thing, especially starting out. I mean, you know, if you think of the end goal, you're you're not gonna even get started. It's it's a mental toughness thing that you develop and, and it's almost like a, it's like an ego thing. Um, you don't wanna you don't want to quit because I hate, the, I hate the failure of not finishing something. There's never been a workout 
that I didn't finish. And that's kind of always been my go-to. Even if I wrote it down and I'm thinking like, man, what was I thinking? Like, and, th- and there's nobody, and there's nobody there around with me. I could walk away. Oh, Nobody's yeah. counting my breath. Yeah, I could walk away, but but I don't because I don't want I don't want to live with it, and then I don't want to look people in the eye. And and I just I feel I feel guilty, and I feel guilty around uh, my Marines because I gotta I gotta talk to the younger guys, and I gotta I gotta tell him, tell them like you know you guys gotta be tough. You you, you don't quit. You gotta keep pushing no matter what. You know I I, I want I want to be credible when I talk, whether they know it or not. I just don't want to run my mouth. I, I, I got to be transparent with them. It's a discipline thing. It's a self-belief thing. It's a, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a confidence thing. And, and again, it kind of goes back to some of that, that influencer stuff on Instagram. You know what I mean? I, I think I posted something the other day where it was like, I'm only going to show you guys, you know, full sets now going forward because there's too many posers that, that just really aren't doing it. And I want you guys to know that I'm not, I'm not fucking around and I'm like, you know, I'm not on anywhere near your level or anything like that, but it's not for the audience. It's for me because my Instagram account was a diary for me being a fat guy to not being a fat guy. And that keeps me in check because I know I've got to look better and I know I've got to do better than the video I posted for myself before. Right. So that holds me accountable. Um, but in the end, in, in the end, in the end, we're all really doing it. We're 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 all we're all, we're all doing it for ourselves, and then we just share. Yes. And if, if people if, and if people latch on and they take something away, it it it's it's good. Yeah. But you got to start making yourself better so you can make others better too. Because they're 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 interlinked. People are gonna pick up on that stuff, and they're just gonna see because uh, the the results don't lie, and the work ethic doesn't lie, and people's demeanor doesn't lie. Uh, I always said, like, I could, if somebody walks in the room, I could automatically tell who they are without them saying a word because it's just the demeanor and how they carry themselves. Yep. They don't got to be loud and they're going to say, like, I'm here and I did this, this and that. You, you, could, you could just tell because their accolades speak, speak for themselves. Those are like the, the quiet professionals that we talk about. Yes. And I've always, look, I always looked up to those kind of people. My, my father's kind of like that. I always looked up to my father growing up. Because he was a very quiet professional, but everybody knew him in the neighborhood as somebody that's like about about the business and a very stand-up guy. He never raised his voice. He never he never had to. He never had to say like I did this, this, and that, uh, blah blah blah. He he just he he just he just worked hard, and his reputation spoke for for himself. Never self-promoted or anything. Action. I've kind of, I, I, yeah, yeah, it's 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 all about performance based and action action based behavior. For sure, for sure. That, that stuff, that is stuff that is that is so important to me, and I and I don't want to ever lose that quality about myself. And I don't want to yell in the camera. And I'm not, I'm not a hype man. Yep. Never was. I've always had a really calm demeanor. I said like, "Hey, Iron Wolf here." Today we're gonna hit 580 seals. All right, let's go. <laughs> like it's super calm. Like I don't, I don't want to hype anything up. Sometimes I get hype a little bit, but it's not like I'm not screaming in the camera, you know, like flexing. Like, it's not that stuff is ex- that stuff is extra to me, and I kind of feel bad for people that have to do that and give themselves a pat on the back. People are gonna be motivated 
because you show them how to do something the right way. And then they're going to feel that connection with you and say, this is the real deal. And, and he gives a shit and he's actually sharing something with me just because he wants to, he wants to just make, make people better. This is what I got. This is what I know. This is what I bring to the table. Yeah. That's all I got. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be anything extra than, than what I am. Tell, tell people what this is. Oh, the stomach strike. <laughs> so that's going to be what that's, that's what's going to make you famous, Nate. <laughs> so the, 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 the stomach strike, like you hit your, you hit your core tight enough, hard enough. You're going to, you tighten your core. So it's, it's like body hardening. I know, I know a lot of fighters do it too. They, they'll drop a medicine ball or somebody will hit them in the, in the stomach and you contract your abs and that just makes it tighter. It's a really great way to uh, work your core. Mm. So that, that's one of them. And then also it's a cue for me to go down because as soon as I hit my core, it's time for the next, it's time for the next rep. So body hardening slash timing thing and a rhythm thing. I, there, there's almost like an art to the, to the way the, like the burpees are done. It, it's a flow, and you and you kind of gotta find your own flow. Yeah. Everybody, everybody will find their own flow. And as soon as you get up, I want I want to go right back down. So I hit I hit my abs and go back down. I love it's it. Just, it's just yeah yeah it's just, it's just a it's just a mental cue, and it also keeps me from my form breaking down because it preps me for the next rep. Or or sometimes you see me do kind of like a hunch forward and then a hunch back. Yes. I, I, I try to um, I try to be uh, as strict as possible with my form. Uh, that form is very important to me because I I always think like the way you do an exercise and your form is a direct reflection of who you are as a person and how you carry yourself because it's the small attention to detail and worrying about proper execution that makes the difference. I don't want to slime through anything and I don't want to be sloppy and I want my I, I want my last rep to look like my first rep. So that also engages the mind because you're actively thinking about doing the exercise right. All right, go down, do a full push-up, keep your core tight, stand up, stand up straight. And that, that kind of cycle is going through my head, even subconsciously, because I've done so many of them. But I'm always thinking about the form, always thinking about the form. Do it right. Do it right. It's funny because there, there's a sign in Camp Pendleton, California, in Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton, California, at the School of Infantry. And it says... It says, um, excellence begins with the basics. I remember that sign as a, as a young Marine. It's huge. It's huge. And it's at the entrance of the School of Infantry. Okay. And that always, and that always stuck with me. Excellence begins, in, begins with the basics. And it's true. It's always the foundation. Well, it goes back it's to always, what we were saying before, right? It's, it's, it's repetition. It's consistency. It's discipline. That's, that's, the, whole, that's the whole thing. That's the yeah, it's that it's that triangle that they all they all connect to each other you can't have one without the the other and you have to pay your dues you have to do the basic stuff first and you have to get good at it yeah you can't you can't skip forward to the next chapter finish finish the first chapter and like you, you said before, there's no hack there's no shortcut there's no magic pill it's none of that it's just reps work consistency and a mindset that's disciplined enough to keep coming back for more punishment until that punishment becomes normal, you know, and you find that flow. But I find that thing is a really great counter. It's like a reset. 
it, it, that like I, I didn't even really do it for like the the body hardening or anything like that when i saw you doing it, i was like well if i'm gonna go deep into this routine or deep for me that's a great way to make sure that you don't slip on any part of the movement because you fuck around and do burpees the wrong way you're gonna be hunched over in no time <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah absolutely it's just a it's just a great kind of okay, breathe, breathe, go, and down. And then you've got the, you know, the knee touch, floor touch, and then you're into it kind of thing, you know? It's, it's a beautiful rhythm. It's a flow. It's, it's a flow, and, 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 it's, and, it's a, and, and it's a rhythm, and that's one of the things that keeps you mentally engaged because it's a, there's so many parts to the movement. You've got you to gotta stay focused. And there's, and there's no rest. That's why I run in place. Yes. I like to run in place. And, you know, we're, we're going through we're, we're nonstop movement nonstop movement and like i can tell the beginners if you're following my video okay do every other rep but keep moving yeah. don't stop moving don't walk around like we don't have time to look at the phones you're you're moving and you're running and you're running in place you're you're doing the work for sure for and sure it's all it's the small stuff it's the small stuff that matters it, it, it really is it, it is it's all the little details and now i'm very much like i just need my watch and my water and that's it i just i basically just put it on the stopwatch press start and go it's funny how you could simplify your training dude that's been one of the best things about this whole experience of finding out about you and it's liberating it's because now i'm in control close the gyms i don't give a shit put put deploy me in the middle of nowhere in a sandbox i don't give a shit i'm gonna train anyway i'm gonna come back fucking stronger i'll go train outside when it's hot yep i'll i'll, I'll make it a challenge 100 <laughs> man i love it i absolutely love it um listen i want to change pace because i want to find out what happens next okay so well <laughs> how long do you have left in the military do you have like a defined period of time when you're done so we 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 sign up uh, we do a contract every four years. Okay. Every four years. So every four years, you could choose to re-enlist or get out. So um, I make that decision next year okay. if I'm going to do another enlistment or not. Um, I've, I I want to do my 20 years in the Marine Corps. That's a goal. So I, I don't know. There, there's, a lot, there, there's some uncertainty um, in, in that. And, and now at the same time, I, I kind of enjoy doing this whole uh, YouTube thing. And yeah. I don't know if I want to uh, pro progress and continue, you know, pushing, pushing the limit of where this could go. Hmm. That was one of my questions was because I think I heard you say that the, that the, uh, that the goal after the military is, uh, is firefighting. You want to be a firefighter after this. And again, keeping with yeah. public service and helping people and being part of that community. <clears throat> but I was going to ask. Are you gonna? Do you still think you're gonna go that route, or are you gonna continue with the Iron Wolf Fitness? Are you gonna continue putting these, you know, these Instagram videos out, building the YouTube presence and the community on there? Is that now because it's gaining so much traction? Is that now part of uh, part of the plan going forward? It, it's it's an it's an option. It's an option, and it's 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 been in the back of my head as it's been growing. For sure. So I, I don't I don't have I don't have a definite answer of what exactly. Uh, I'm going to continue uh, posting videos and I'm going to continue uh, training. Um, if it, if it becomes uh, bigger and bigger, then, you know, you could, 
that, that's the that's the cool thing about this journey. It, it's always changing, and you just gotta kind of be flexible with it. And th- there's no there's no solid answer. You know, there's no absolute absolutism about about this. I want to continue, and if I if I could make living or if I could do something that I like to do and help people, like in the end, that's 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 a really good thing. Then it doesn't feel like work anymore. Hundred percent, absolutely right. And I, I guess you know it's like anything, right? Success or any journey is never linear, right? There's always going to be swings and roundabouts and ups and downs and all of that. But I guess having this growing platform that you've got is is a good problem to have at the end of the day. It is, it is. Um, and I'm 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 a new YouTuber. I haven't even been on YouTube for a year. Right. So we're right. At so. The yeah, yeah. So, I I don't I don't know how this stuff works. To be honest, I'm even 100. I don't I don't know. Um, I had to learn about, you know, like um, um, Instagram. Also, I didn't. I wasn't really active on my Instagram and like the whole social media thing. And then my friend he helped me do the the merchandise because people were asking they wanted to support and yeah. do the merchandise. So I said, okay, let's. You know, I got a graphics designer, and he and he worked with the logo. Nice. And it's 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 slowly moving to like to, to be a little bit more polished. But I don't want it to be too polished. That that was always my thing. I don't want it to be too polished. So there, there's there's never gonna be no fancy thirty second clips yeah. or like weird like intros or, you know, me over there like like flexing with my shirt off in videos and like giving a long spiel before like people trying to figure out like the answer to the video they're scrolling you know forward you know some of those videos yeah they're like this is how you lose 30 pounds and yeah. this guy's just fucking bullshitting you for like 10 minutes into the video yep. and you haven't and you don't even have an answer you don't even know what the fuck he's talking about anymore yeah because half the time they don't know what the fuck they're talking about either and all they want to do is get the click so they'll clickbait headline you just to get you to watch some of it hopefully get to that payoff that never comes anyways you know, but it's all, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all smoke and mirrors, mate. So just keep it grimy. Keep the brand grimy. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. With, you, with basically nope. what you're wearing now and it, and you just start. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, yeah, no, no fluff. I'm, I'm not going to change. Um, it will be polished a little bit. I think um, just like small stuff, like, you know, like I, I, I got um, some guys reaching out to me from like the fans. They're gra- they do they do graphics and stuff like that. Okay. So they're like, hey, they're like, hey, like let me make you an intro for your video. You know, like an intro and an outro with yeah, your, yeah. your brand. I, yeah. I think that's re- that's reasonable stuff. And yeah, of course. There, yeah, there was a fan that um he sent me a logo, an Iron Wolf logo, and um I actually just uh, made a shirt from it and I. I I put it in the in the store. That was pretty cool. I really appreciate him doing that. Oh, nice. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, free of charge. You could use this um, as a special edition shirt. And it's really cool um, to see people reaching out and help and, and helping out. It's kind of like a like a back and forth thing because I don't ask for anything. Yeah, I don't man. ask for anything. That's the thing, though. Positivity breeds positive energy and positive results back, right? And it's just about. It's just about you being true and authentic to yourself, which I don't think you have any other choice than to be that exact thing all the time because you don't seem like you've got an ounce of bullshit in you, to be honest with you. And uh, and that's that's a that's a great thing to establish a brand and a foundation around. You know what I mean? Because you do know what you're getting. And in terms of people reaching out, is there any? Because you did uh, collab 
sort of videos with Burpee King and stuff like that. Is there any other people out there that you've either heard from or want or would love to kind of collaborate with? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about and I don't know. I haven't seen anybody that I really want to collab with um, unless um, they want to do full routines. <laughs> yeah. Set that challenge but that's, there. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, like really good calisthenics guys in the community. And I think we all do different types of calisthenics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, th I think I have my own like genre of burpee training. <laughs> I, don't, oh, I don't even know what it is. Sure. Anymore. For sure, man. It's, there, it, it's its own set. It's its own separate. It's its own separate workout. It's like it's calisthenics, but it's also it's also conditioning mixed with you know cardio resist. It's it it's work. I call it work. That's like it, we come to work. Yeah, that that's what it is. It's 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 not like a thing. It's like like yeah, like the cal. It is calisthenics. Yes, it is for sure. It is conditioning. Yes, it is. But at the end of the day, it's just like it's just murderous work. It's training. That's what I call it. We were here to train. That's it. We're, yeah. we're, we're here. We're, we're here to train. We're and we're 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 getting worn out. Like we're we're paying the man. Like we're we're moving. Well, the reason I ask, right, is because there's guys out there like Cameron Haynes and like David Goggins and Jocko Willink, and these guys come from a similar sort of ilk as you, yeah. right? and similar sort of background of you. And I just that's I'm just asking and, and kind of speaking off the top of my head because I see sort of a natural progression as you keep growing and you know all of that yeah. so i just wondered if you'd put any thought into it or or, or, or if there anybody uh, out there that you would be interested in working with that would be awesome so i would love to um uh, talk with them and train with them mm. and i get um i know like david goggins and jocko they're like the pinnacle of you know mental toughness and 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 motivation and i would uh i would definitely love to uh, train with them and, and pick their brain and have their con conversations conversations with them i mean I'm, I'm still i'm still learning and i could definitely learn a lot from those from from those gentlemen and i would like i would like to get challenged um great. And, i mean they, me and david goggins could do a, a workout together that would be that would be pretty pretty crazy dude that would be so crazy to watch him, him but i'm about who's gonna <laughs> carry the boats and you just sitting there hitting the boats and let's keep going that'd be nuts it'd be absolutely nuts <laughs> I'm, I'm always I'm, I'm always down to carry to carry the boat um, you know, no, no fucks given I'll ride you up and I'll carry this but I love it if, I love it if it but I, I think in due time that will come um, yeah. one of the things that we, I would like to do if there's a possibility I would like to travel around like the country and city to city and maybe like kind of state and go and and do like big training workouts with mm. people in the community to me, that'd be really cool to meet people and just hit some burpee workouts and travel and meet meet some of these people that actually, you know, write write to me and, and like thank me and I would like to hey I would like to train with you and thank you because what they don't know is that anybody that overcomes adversity inspires me. I learn from them too. I read this stuff and some of these people like they went through cancer and you know they had car accidents and like they're facing real adversity. And now they're back on that grind and they're doing burpees. I've never, I've never had that kind of like setback like that. Yes. 
and then came and then came back. So um, I learned a lot from them too. So it's it's a two way street. Um, there's I'm I'm not I'm not better than anybody or anything like that. They motivate me too. So I would like to thank with them and train with them because that's amazing. In, in the end, it's the it, it's the human spirit. It's the human spirit, and we're and we're always learning. That's that's the cool thing. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah, all, we could always learn from from somebody. It's like that eternal student concept. Teach me, like I wanna I wanna know. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, listen, I I don't want to take too much of your time, but I think I could probably sit here and chat with you for hours, mate. Just because um, it, it's it's just good people, you know. And uh, but what I want to do is I end all of my conversations. Now this is actually going back to New York. Um, there was a show back. It was called Inside the Actor's Studio. You ever see it? Uh, I've, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. So it's from New York University, the acting school in New York University. And the guy who used to run that, he used to interview celebrities and actors and stuff like that. And he asked them at the end of every interview, 10 quick questions. And it's quick fire questions. And it's not to, they're not controversial or anything like that, but it's to be answered without really thinking. So if you're up for it, We'll, we'll ask these 10 questions and then we can drop off um, at the end of the interview uh, where, where everybody can connect with you and all that, yeah? So are you up for that? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do my best to answer them quickly. <laughs> just off the top, man, just off the top. So first question, what's your favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> what's your least I say it a lot. What's your least favorite word? I think we answered two questions with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Or can't. Can't. Creatively, spiritually, and emo or emotionally, what turns you on? Motivation. What turns you off? Hate. What's your favorite curse word? What sound or noise do you love? Grunt. <laughs> and what sound or noise do you hate? Whining. <laughs> Other than the job that you're doing now, and let's kind of exclude firefighter because we covered that already, what other job would you love to try? I would love to be a professional athlete. Any sport? Basketball. I always love. I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> and what what is the profession that you absolutely would not want to do? Lawyer. <laughs> nice. Final <laughs> final question. If heaven exists, what would you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I didn't take anything personal. You said. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Mate, tell tell everybody um, where they can get a hold of you on the YouTube, on Instagram, all all that stuff. So you could uh, get get on me on YouTube, YouTube Iron Wolf. Um, on Instagram, it's gonna be the underscore Iron underscore Wolf underscore seven one eight. Okay. And then um, if you guys want to get some Iron Wolf uh, merch, there's links. Uh, in, uh, in the bio on my IG. 
and you can find me on Teespring. Uh, just search Iron Wolf, and you can get some of the merch if you guys like. If if not, that's all cool. And we just stay training. And please follow me. The routines are there. The training is there. There to help you guys out. We make each other better. We train together, and in the end, we're we're all a team. That's all I want people to know. We're all, we're all a team. You're on my team. I'm on your team, like a wolf pack. 100%. I got your back. You got my back. We're we're in this together. If you if you're down with me, I'm down with you. I love that. I love that. And and I'll make sure to um include all the links to uh, to all the kind of channels uh, in the show notes on. Uh, uh, on the uh, on the episode when it's published as well, um, but I just want to I, I just want to say thank you. I, I want to say thanks for taking the time out. I know you're busy over there, and um, you know things are always moving. And we, we had we had a date in in there, but things kind of switched around a little bit. So I appreciate you taking the time uh, to sit down and talk with us. Ari, it's been a real pleasure, mate. Yep, and um, I just want to say uh, real quick to anybody listening, and they're starting out or they're starting to feel discouraged. Just don't stop and, and keep going and just re- remember why you started and don't give up on yourself because you could do it and just keep, keep pushing through. It always gets better. And when you look back and, and when you look back at it in the end, it wasn't always that bad as you thought it was as you're feeling now. hundred percent, hundred percent. Art, thanks very much for your time, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I, I definitely would love to do it again sometime. Yep, you're welcome uh, anytime, and and thank you for having me. Uh, you're my first podcast, so I hope uh, hope it went well. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel privileged because I'm sure there's going to be many more uh, people out there that are going to be asking you to come on uh, if they're not already. So um, so I, f- I feel privileged to be the first podcast you've been on, mate. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for reaching out. And uh, if you could send me that information, so I could send my subscribers your your podcast as well. Absolutely, so I could send them a link to your stuff absolutely i appreciate that and i definitely will do as well so um may take care of yourself uh be safe over there and uh, and we'll talk real soon all right all right thanks for having me wolf out take care